Knowing how to speak and understand a new language can be an invaluable tool when traveling, meeting new friends, or just even to master a new skill. But it's not always simple when you're bogged down by textbooks and structure classes. That's why so many people trust Rosetta Stone. Rosetta Stone is the most trusted language learning program, available on desktop or as an app. It truly immerses you in the language you want to learn, like Spanish, French, Italian, Chinese, and more. You won't just be studying English translations. The Rosetta Stone intuitive process helps you pick up a language naturally, first with words, then phrases, then sentences. Don't put off learning that language. There's no better time than right now to get started. For a very limited time, listeners can get Rosetta Stone's lifetime membership for 50% off. Visit rosettastone.com rs10. That's 50% off unlimited access to 25 language courses for the rest of your life. Redeem your 50% off at rosettastone.com rs10 today. Welcome into the Oana Enquirer podcast. Jeremy Warner, Oana Enquirer publisher here with you. And this time last year, we were begging for any kind of sports. And Mike Latulip and the House of Pain, Andres Feliz, Mike Dom, Malcolm Hill, and the entire crew gave us a lot uh, of entertainment. And what a performance they had in the TBT, surprisingly upsetting Carmen's crew, the defending champion from Ohio State. We thought it ended Aaron Kraft's TBT career, but no, he is coming back, as he always did at Ohio State. But no, what what a fantastic um, event that was last year, and what a... What an entertainment display we saw from House of Pain last year. And it was just so fun to watch live sports and to have an Illini rooting interest for a lot of Illini fans out there. And House of Pain is back and they have higher expectations this summer. They're one of the hosts for the Illinois Regional, along with Always a Brave, the uh, Bradley alumni team, uh, House of Pain being the Illini alumni team. They will host the TBT's first two rounds this weekend. And of course, in a single elimination field like the TBT, man, you can go home earlier than you expect, kind of like Carmen's crew, or you can hang around and have a Cinderella-like run like House of Pain had a little bit last year. But this team is improved, at least on paper. They add Brandon Paul. They add Ravante Rice. They add Demetri McKamey three of the best players of the last 15 years for Illinois basketball. Uh, They have one player star whose return is kind of in limbo right now. uh, But Mike Daum is back loud and love a player. Illini fans might not know, but you might want to learn a little bit more about, but the house of pain tips off Saturday afternoon in Peoria at Carver arena at the Peoria civic center. And you have a chance to go see them live unlike last year. So I hope you throw your support behind them. And if you can uh, attend the event, I would, uh, Uh, And and I encourage you to do so because Mike has put a lot of work and effort into putting this team together, giving Illini fans something to cheer about, and giving these Illini players a chance to wear the orange and blue yet again and play in front of you. And it it means a lot to these guys. I think it's going to mean a lot to those guys to see fans in person. So I caught up with Michael Tulip, who is a favorite on this Illini Inquirer podcast because he's so good at breaking down the game. But I talked to him about the painstaking process of putting this roster together and, and how in flux it can be and some of the roster changes that have happened, uh, but also what he thinks of his team entering this year's TBT, the winner-take-all $1 million purse. And uh, we get into it, man. And uh, it, it's fun to see Mike do this. Uh, I think it's been cool to 
you know, Mike, who is a really, really well-liked guy in the program under John Gross, and then moves down to Wright State and had a good season with them. Uh, it's been really cool this, for him to find this niche. And I do think if he wants it, uh, he could have a future in coaching. And, and he's learned a lot throughout this process, but he's put a ton of effort into it. So I talked to Mike about all that effort and what it culminates in this weekend at the Illinois Regional and the TBT. So let's get into it, breaking down your House of Pain roster and what the path looks like for them ahead. Also, before I let him go, I did ask him about Kofi Coburn returning to Illinois basketball. So without further ado, Michael Tuop on the TBT, House of Pain and Kofi Coburn. That's coming up next on the Illini Enquirer podcast. Oh, and if my audio sounds a little bit different, it's because I was recording this at the Champaign Public Library. I had to run there after Kofi Coburn's uh, media availability and Brad Underwood talking to us. And I just wanted to record it uh, when Mike had time. So that's why my audio is a little bit different. But here is Michael Tuop. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates, like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash recommend today. Hey, I'm Brett Podolsky, co-founder of The Farmer's Dog. We make fresh food for dogs. We started the company when we saw what a huge difference it made in my own dog, Jada, when she stopped eating ultra-processed kibble and started eating fresh, whole food. The Farmer's Dog food isn't fancy. It's just real food delivered to your door in pre-portioned packs. It's better for them and easier for you. Get 50% off your first box at thefarmersdog.com slash podcast. That's thefarmersdog.com slash podcast. Welcome back into the Alana Enquirer podcast and happy to have on with us an Alana Enquirer podcast favorite, uh, Michael Tulip. And, and Mike, I'll get your thoughts on Illinois basketball and everything that's changed in the last couple of weeks with that. But got to talk about your team, man, the House of Pain tipping off at uh, Peoria Pacific Center Carver Arena uh, on uh, Saturday for the Second edition of House of Pain in the basketball tournament, otherwise known as TBT. And uh, you're already in Peoria. I can see you in your hotel room, man. Like, how's it feel uh, going with a, a second team here and doing a second turnaround? Man, it's uh, every single year. You know, last year was unique because we were bubbled up in a hotel and you couldn't leave the hotel. And this year you're a little bit more left to your own devices where – and you got to find out food situation, practice court. Where can we go do training camp? It was all built in last year uh, to that one hotel. So, uh, yeah, I mean, there's there's certain hurdles or certain challenges. But I think, you know, when you think about Saturday, when you think about getting these guys on the court and people being in the stands and being able to cheer them on again, their, their own families being in the stands again. And that's it's been so long since they've even just had that. So those are the things that you know, you get over those hurdles to have those moments and, and those experiences. So year two, uh, you know, we're, we're here in Peoria, you know, hopefully going to have a solid orange and blue contingency on hand and, uh, and we're going to let it fly, man. Like we're just, this is what this tournament's all about. Just, you know, taking it game by game and uh, sticking to the game plan and, and guys just kind of feeling comfortable in their roles and then really just, really just going from there and, and checking the boxes and winning games. 
Yeah, Mike, obviously last year, I think we were all hankering for some kind of sports and, and you guys certainly filled that for Illini fans and, and what a fun run it was with Andres and Mike Dom and Malcolm Hill and, and the whole crew that, that played extremely well. Um, what's it mean for you guys to, to be in front of fans this time? It means a lot. Uh, I think anyone that's that's put on a uniform, whether it's an Illini uniform or, you know, the, the two or three guys we have on our team that, that weren't Illini, you know how much you know, a fan base and, and just in general, you know, as a you know, support, how much that means. Uh, and as we're trying to build this team, I think part of the reason this is even in Peoria is because the TBT saw the potential uh, for the Illini fan base. And, um, and we, we, you and I see it firsthand, uh, you know, just how passionate this fan base is. And I think it's, I think it's special because it's, it's a really, really unique opportunity. Whereas in other, in other situations, <laughs> How many times are you going to be able to see Ravante Rice play again after he leaves Illinois, right? If he goes overseas and he's been playing in Japan and Italy and all these different places. So uh, it offers that. Uh, and I think there's something to be said about that. There's something to be said about, uh, you know, when they, you know, when they, when they finally end their career with the orange and blue, like it, it isn't necessarily over, you know, they, they, they do have another chance to, to, to don the orange and blue again. And, and that's, you know, when you talk to Brandon, when you talk to Ray, uh, you know, when you talk to to Nana and all these guys, like that's really what's most important. Cash prize at the end, great icing on the cake. But the opportunity to play in front of these fans again, and the opportunity to to wear those colors again is is really is really kind of uh, at the top of the list for them. Obviously, I, I hope that arena is, is filled with orange and blue fans and and, and fans from other uh, teams as well, Mike. But what has been the response that that you felt? Um, from fans as you guys put this team together for a second year, some fan favorites coming back, but also you mentioned it, Ray being able to play this time, Brandon Paul, who's an Illini all-time great. Uh, what's been your interaction with fans and what's your hope? Yeah, I think there's a lot of excitement. I, I really do. And I think what I've appreciated is this fan base's willingness to, to kind of roll with the punches. It's, it's not, it's, it's a very imperfect uh, scenario. I mean, you got guys that are dealing with agents, contract situations, uh, specifically for Malcolm Hill, NBA Summer League. And you just never know what's going to pop up. You know, we may make a roster announcement that is set in stone at the time and changes two weeks later. And that's just kind of the nature of it. And I think the more that these, the more years we, we stack for the House of Pain, the more I think people understand what it is. And, and, I, and what I always like to say is the roster isn't done until we take the floor on Saturday. It's just, you know, and, it, and it's a, it's a seven, eight month process that culminates on in one single elimination game. And, and, you know, I think what we've seen from this fan base and what these guys have seen is just, it makes you, it gives you that nostalgia. It, may, it kind of feels like you're there again. Uh, and, and I know that's, there's been guys on the team that have, that have shared that, like, man, I feel like, you know, I feel like I'm really playing there again. And, and I'll even say I was riding in the car with Mike Dom yesterday and he sent out a tweet like Peoria bound and it just blew up with the, with the line I fans and he, and it, and, and I'll be dead honest. It's a huge reason he is playing for us again this year. He just, the support last year, even for him, I think it meant a lot him being a guy that wasn't even an Illini. Um, but sees how passionate this fan base is about hoops, sees how passionate they are about, just players that you know, whether you play there or not, if you're wearing the orange and blue, you're you're kind of one of us, and and each guy has has echoed that sentiment where you know you, you just 
there's something special about it. And then now you factor in fans being in the stands. Uh, I did get, I did get word that the, the Illinois men's basketball team will be in the house as well, uh, which is going to be just really cool. And I, I think it's, it's really special for, for people to see, like, this is what Illinois basketball is. This is, it's a fantastic culture. It's um, you know, it, it's, if you wear the orange and blue, you care, you care deeply. And, and whether you're playing in the state farm center or going to see some guys that aren't in the orange and blue anymore, you know, it, it, it means a lot, you know, as it is. So uh, we're excited, man. This fan base has been incredible. Well, Mike, uh, I'm talking to you on Wednesday afternoon, and uh, you guys are just getting into town here. What's what's the next couple of days? I mean, that's the other crazy thing about this tournament is you guys just get thrown in together, uh, figure it all out. So obviously the general manager part is mostly done for you, and, th and that's a long process I want to get into. But the coach part, like what, what's what's the coaching part the next couple of days with, with all these guys? Yeah, um, it, it I, I think I always say, man, it, it never ends. Uh, you know, there's there's – making sure that guys are taken care of and uh, just little stuff, right? Like, Hey, if you check into the hotel, there's going to be a hold on your card. It's not a charge. It's just a hold, like, you know, making sure everybody knows going into it that, you know, we're taking care of you. Um, you know, it's a very, like I said, it's a very imperfect scenario. You're talking about guys coming together on three days notice to play in a single elimination tournament on ESPN. Like you're, you have to be able to do work on the front end. Uh, getting on Zoom calls like we did. Um, and I, I really am a firm believer that the organizational aspect of it, and if we can stay organized, and if these guys can truly feel like this isn't just a circus, the better the experience is for them. And quite frankly, the, the better the team ends up doing because they don't have to worry about all these other things. They could, I, my main goal is to make sure that they worry about hoops. That's it. And, and, and going off of that, you know, you're putting together a practice plan. Um, you know, this has been, you know, early, early mornings for, you know, the last six, seven, eight months of watching the Phoenix Suns versus the Minnesota Timberwolves in the middle of January to see if we can pick up on certain sets, actions, how does it fit our personnel, um, you know, and being able to implement those plays uh, and then just finding, you know, hey, we're going to go find 60 or 70 out of timeout plays that we can just have and draw up at any moment. Um, and in this tournament, if you can become hard to guard and if you guard it's, you can continue to advance. And I think when you put together the team and you formulate that the roster has to be comprised of guys that get it. Uh, that's, that's a very vague term, but when you say it, everybody knows what you're talking about. You know, like guys that get it, guys that are you know smart can pick up on those, on those plays in a, in a couple of days time. And, uh, you know, and good guys. I mean, guys that aren't going to be crazy high maintenance or complaining about this or that, um, you know, it, it all goes into making it a great experience, not only just for this year, but for guys that are on the team to say, hey, you know what, that was great. I'm coming back next year. Um, you know, so that those are the things that you factor in. But from a, you know, from a coaching standpoint, you know, there, there's all the logistical aspects of it where you kind of are like the director of basketball operations. And then you're also, you know, hey, we got a practice plan. We're implementing set plays today at training camp. Um, you know, how can we create such a succinct practice plan, but also at the same time, keep these guys fresh, um, but feel like they got something out of it too. So it, it, you fine tune it. You know, there's plenty of people that I have used as resources uh, I think I said it last year. It's not, 
I can't go into this thinking that I, I got it all figured out. I like to think I, I have a solid basketball acumen, but um, you know, there's, there's too many people out there to not learn from. Uh, and, and whether that's, you know, Brian Cooley, who was my coach at Wright state and he's at Colorado state now, uh, James Herring has been awesome throughout all of this. Um, you know, Jamal Walker, I'm still talking with, you know, even just some of the guys on the current Illinois staff as well, just trying to pick anybody's brains, whether it's recruiting, whether it's uh, logistics, whether, you know, and you're talking to former Dobos, you're talking to former assistant coaches who have been in the trenches recruiting, and you just try to, to take things from different people and, and, and try to implement it into what we're doing. And it's, it's crazy. It's a lot, but it's it, the, the reward is always great seeing these guys take the floor. Yeah, it feels like you're Brad Underwood a little bit. Your your roster's in flux until the very end. And, and let's, let's address some of that, Mike, is uh, you had uh, Jalen Tate and Laurent Black on the team, and, and they have other things that have come up. Uh, but you had Loudon Love, a kid you knew from, from Wright State, had a heck of a career there. So what has been the roster kind of churn here in the last couple of weeks since you guys have announced them? Yeah, I, I, re I really wish some people could have a behind-the-scenes look at the, at the roster because you think you have a roster one minute and – you know, one, two, three guys drop. Now you're going out. And then now you factor in, we probably got to get guys that are vaccinated. We probably get, you know, you're trying to limit exposure. And, and you know, right now our team, obviously Leron, uh, graduate assistant at Dayton now, uh, we're, we're extremely happy for him. Uh, he, he deserves that opportunity and, and it's just time constraint. He, so he's not able to make it. Jalen Tate um, decided to sign a, a summer deal in Canada. So he's going up there. Um, obviously, Malcolm Hill is doing summer league, and and we are currently in the process of making sure that we can get Andres Felice here in the country. And it's been months of visa applications, um, Zoom calls with with people that are involved in Congress. Like we've we've really really done everything we can, and and we knew it was going to come down to the buzzer. We knew it was going to be close, and we're actively working on it. And there's there's definitely there's definitely a chance that that we can have him out there. We just we're trying to stay diligent with it and make sure that we're checking all the boxes so that he can get here safely and uh, you know we can and we can have him out there. Yeah. So I mean, obviously, Andres is, is a player people are really excited to see, Mike, and hopefully he, he can play as quickly as possible. But um, for what you can share, like what what is the issue with Andres? Because obviously he's he's a fantastic player, had a great year overseas. Um, and and what's your hope? Like, do you think he'll be able to? To play this first weekend or are you hoping to prolong this so that he can eventually get with you guys both i mean the hope is that he can play this weekend and, and the hope is also that we can continue winning to buy him a little bit of time and and the situation right now so you know he he has a you know he is he has put in his application for a marital visa with his uh with his wife and so that he can get um so that he can get approved for that and what we've come to understand is that if you have a marital visa um it's very, very tough to get a tourist visa also while that is processing. Um, so what we had to do is, is go find another, there is a ton, there are a ton of classifications of visas. Um, I was doing you, some You research. become an expert apparently too. <laughs> yeah, if somebody needs to get into the country, hit me up. Um, and, and one of the classifications on the visa is a P1. Uh, and the P1 is, you know, in parentheses, athlete. And, and what that P1 allows you to do is come to the, and I was doing this research on my own and I found the P1 visa, which is an athlete competing in the United States for a cash prize in a tournament for a cash prize. I go, did the TBT make this, this classification? 
because that's exactly what it is. And, and the typical turnaround time on those on those applications are three to six months. So we've worked to expedite that and getting on Zoom calls with with different people and you know, whether it's you know you talk about like the Federation of Sport in the Dominican and trying to make sure that if we do get the approval, he needs to get an interview in the embassy. We need to get him tested so he can fly here. And then, you know, on top of that, uh, you know, getting him here and uh, booking a flight, making sure that we can do all that. So we're right there. Uh, we're on the we're on the five yard line, if you will. Uh, and we just need to punch it in. So it's typically with these types of processes, it's always it takes forever. So we're trying to do everything we can to to expedite that. Um, I know how much he means to this fan base. I know how much he means to this team period. Like I, you know, he was so incredible for us last year. Um, I've said it before, just serving as he doesn't say much, but he's such a calming influence to the team. Um, and guys really, really look to him. So, you know, I, we're like I said, ad, ad nauseum, I'll say it. We're, we're doing all we can at the, at the moment to, to make sure that he can get here safely. Um, you know, and, and we're, and we're in the process of making sure that all that criteria is met. Yeah, obviously, Mike, you're wondering probably more about the NBA and what they have to deal with. And even, as you said, the Dabos of college basketball now with it being such an international game. But, yeah, hopefully you can get here and, and play. But uh, if not, you have a really good roster with a really good backcourt. Um, let's talk about that, man. I mean, Demetri McCain is one of the best point guards uh, that, that's been at Illinois, even though he might get a little underrated. Uh, Brandon Paul is one of the best scorers in, in Illinois history. And Ravante Rice, it was doing some stats, looking into Kofi and, and some of the stats of the last decade, he's one of the best players. I know yeah. it wasn't a great decade for Illinois, but um, I feel like he gets underrated a little bit because of the era he played in. Um, what, what do those, what does that trio do for you in the backcourt? Man, I think uh, the one thing that I've learned about Dimitri McCammy, I'll start with him is you talk about a guy who cares deeply and he you know, from the second that we, him and I talked and he was like, Hey man, I want to play with you guys. He's just been, he's been so involved in making sure that everything's going smoothly and checking in on me. I'm checking in on him and, and all that stuff goes a long way when you talk about trying to put together a team and having guys that are bought in there. There's one thing about Dimitri McCamey, he is bought in, um, you know, and he's really worked his way into, you know, getting in better conditioning as well. Uh, yeah, I think he's, he still has aspirations to play again overseas this year. So he, he's really, really uh, in a good place right now. And, and I, and I think what he's able to offer this team, you're talking about a guy who was his senior year at Illinois shot about 45% from three, um, you know, and, and he's such a good playmaker as well. And the more that you can add guys like that, we've added more scoring to this team. There's no question about that with Brandon, with Ray. And if you're going to do that, you need to add more facilitators, just period. That's just, that's how you have to uh, find balance. You know, if you go out there and roll five scorers out there and none of them facilitate, it's, it's, it's kind of like trying to fit a, a square into a, you know, a round hole. So, you know, we, we find those facilitators, guys that want to get other guys involved and, and we maybe touch on Juice Thompson later, but he's another guy that does that. Um, I, forgot to, I forgot to bring him up, and I was just about to, yeah. And you want to talk about a guy that's kind of forgotten. Like, Juice Thompson rolls out of bed and shoots 43% from three. Like, he just does. And it's six and a half, seven assists a game in one of the top leagues in Europe this past year. Like he and, and the one thing that we always do, whether it's McCamey or whether it's Juice Thompson, you know, when we're – you know, when I guess when I'm watching film, right, and I'm trying to find a point guard – like, you know, hey, how can we find a point guard? And 
what does that look like? And, you know, you can go through overseas and find numbers and find a guy who's like an, a top, a top assist guy in his league in, in Turkey. Right. Or you find, and you'll go watch film. And the, the thing that you need to figure out is what kind of assists those are. Are they facilitating assists or are they usage assists? And the difference is, if it's usage assists, it's a guy that just has his ball in the, has the has the ball in his hands the entire game and is getting assists just by way of swinging the ball around the arc or just having it late clock and swing it. But like, are there are there is this person making facilitating assists? Is are are they making the team better? Are they setting guys up? And that's the thing when when I was watching film on Juice, what strikes you is his he's talented offensively and he can he can knock down shots but he facilitates, he will get guys in the right spot, deliver it on time on target. And it was just kind of a no brainer. I mean, he, he's another guy that when I reached out to him was just, I didn't have to convince him. Like I, I reached out to him, laid the opportunity out to him. And he was like, I'm in, say no more. I'm in. I just, I just want to play. And then, uh, you know, so, so those are things we look at and, uh, and we're really happy about the addition of juice and, and, uh, but then going into Brandon and Ray, you talk about two guys that, that I played with that I guarded. Um, and I know how difficult that is. How'd that uh, go for you? Yeah. I mean, I, I like to think that I held my own from time to time, but uh, when it came to Ray, you just ended up having to take charges on the ball. That was the way to stop him. Like I, I, I truly had to work on if I can take these, if I can slide these two steps quick enough and just take, take it on the chest, like Ray will do the rest and run me over um i saw him play football in high school man he can run people over he is yeah i my my sternum's probably still feeling it to this day but ray is so talented man like he is and and really what i'm excited for is people to see him now like he's in such he's in such great shape like he just he is built like a pro and his facilitating as well i talked about facilitating with juice but ray has been fantastic in ball screen situations Uh, he didn't do much of that at illinois um, but he has gotten so much better in that area. And Brandon too, Brandon, Brandon, you know, had a lot of success in ball screen situations this year in Adelaide as well. So, um, both of them offer so much Brandon, just, you know, his scoring ability, his versatility, his length, um, you know, they, they, all three of them guard too. all four of them. Meech is physical and is able to use his body. Juice just picks you up full court, wants to get in your face. Brandon and Ray are physical, um, you know, long, uh, Ray's got the Kawhi Leonard hands like he you know and he uses them so you know those those four guys really adding them is at the guard spot I mean I, I really truly think that we can stack our guards up with anybody in this tournament and obviously the front court man you bring as you said a great piece from last year I think a lot of Illini fans became Mike Dom fans are like man why isn't this guy playing in the NBA but he's obviously playing at one of the highest levels over in Europe and in such a great skill set. And then you have Nana kind of compliments that. Obviously everyone knows how good of a, a defender he was at Illinois. And, and now you get Loudon up front, Kipper Nichols in, in your front court. Uh, what do you think is key for your front court to, to have, you know, great success in this tournament as well? I like our balance. Uh, I like our balance in the front court. We have guys that can step out. Uh, we have guys that are, are really high energy guys. We have guys that can rebound at a high level at their position. Uh, and, and you can go down the list. I mean, I'll start with Kipper and Kipper, you know, just picked him up from the airport. Uh, you know, Kipper is such a, I'll start off. He's, he's one of the best teammates that I've ever had. Um, you know, he's just so, you want to talk about like a role with the punches guy that like doesn't really care about what the situation is. He just wants to, he just wants to play hard, um, and play his role. And, and that's so important in this tournament. Like you can't have enough guys like that. 
guys that truly just get it um, and want to play those roles. And, and he's a guy that we're going to, that we're going to count on uh, to, to come in and provide energy, you know, knock down some shots, uh, rebound for his position at a high level. Uh, and then you mentioned Mike Dom. Mike Dom is one of the more talented players I've ever been around, um, but a super down to earth guy. Uh, and that all, like I said, it all factors into having a team full of good guys that, you know, want to buy in and aren't, don't think they're above it. I think that's you know, oftentimes you'll have guys that don't want to play in this tournament because they just, they just think that it's, that it's beneath them. And that's Mike Don is just, he's a guy that wants to be in the mud. Like he just, that's who he is. And uh, we're excited to have him back this year, his, his offensive versatility. And he's, he's obviously gotten so much better at the defensive end as well. He, he alters shots, he blocks shots. Uh, and then Nana, I mean, Nana is, you know, Nana is one of my favorites. Jeremy, you know that, and I know for you as well. Like he's, you know, he's he's one of my favorites all time. Both part uh, of the both part of the Nana Agua Defenders Club, yeah. Absolutely, absolutely, yeah. Any 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 DC, um, he is just again another guy that you just don't have to worry about. You know, he's going to do his job. Uh, he's going to defend. He's going to be fantastic in ball screen coverage. He, there's moments where he can switch onto smaller guards. He was so good at that at Illinois. Um, and then offensively, you want to talk about low maintenance. Like he doesn't need the ball to be happy and he just wants to screen. He wants to get guys open. He wants to keep balls alive in the offensive glass and on the defensive glass, Nana Egu may not have 10 or 11 rebounds in a game, but he'll box out. He'll, his guy ain't getting it. Um, and, and that's so important when you talk about having to clear the glass and, and have these guards swooping in and grabbing the ball. Um, so we're obviously excited to have Nana back this year. And then Loudon Love, um, he's another guy, probably like Mike Dom last year that not many people are going to know, but 2019-2020, uh, Horizon League Player of the Year, 2020-2021, Horizon League Player of the Year. Like we have, uh, between Mike Dom and, and Loudon Love, we have five Player of the Year's uh, awards uh, for us. So it would, we'd like to think that we're dipping into the mid-major pool pretty well. But Loudon is a guy that when I came into Wright State, he was a redshirt freshman. I was a fifth-year senior, and, and he weighed 320 pounds. So he was he was 6'9", 320, and he's about 255 right now. Wow. And has just transformed his body, um, you know, and, and has actually had a couple NFL workouts. Um, you know, there, there are some people that want him to test the waters there. And people that see him, I mean, he's just, he's so fluid um, for his size and, and the way he moves his feet. He's got great hands. Um, he's a great passer as well. And he's really, when you talk about back to the basket, he's a guy you can enter it to. And, and he's really tough to stop down there. He can move on defense. He can block shots. Like he's going to be a guy for us as, you know, as, as a backup five that, you know, I, I truly believe from a backup five standpoint, it's, it, you'd be hard pressed to find, uh, you know, to find a better, backup than than loud and love um so we're excited about him all right mike 1 p.m central time at uh, peoria civic center and carver arena house of pain takes on the jackson underdogs uh, and then if you guys win that game you play monday night at 8 p.m i believe um so what, what do you feel about this uh, bracket you guys got in this illinois regional we experienced it last year we were on the other side of it um and that's what the beauty of this tournament. If anybody's been watching over the last few days, I mean, the endings in this, in these games are insane and it does not matter what your seat is point blank. We, we know that from last year uh, and this year it's a little bit different. 
you know, it, we're, we're kind of the, the targeted ones now, you know, we're, we're quote unquote hosting and we're the two seed and uh, potentially have a, have a, have a date with another in-state alumni team, but we'll take it one game at a time. Uh, but, you know, I will say this, you know, this team that we're playing, the Jackson underdogs, I mean, they're, they're probably, in my opinion, they're probably the scrappiest, most physical team in this tournament. Um, you know, they got a lot of older guys and a lot of them just have like old man's game. Like they just, you know, they're, they, they press you, they get into you, they try to knock you off your spot. And it's going to be so important for us to, to get into what we're running where we want to run it. And, and that just takes guys being focused and, and not falling into a guy being a little bit physical with them. And, and those are things that we talk about, you know, these guys, these guys have to understand that they're going to be in for a dog fight. And this, this, these, these underdogs, like they don't, they don't lay down. Like I've, I've watched game after game of them. Luckily they've played a bunch in this tournament in the past. So you at least have some film to break down and show the guys, but you know, I'm really, really excited. I think it's gonna be a great test for us. And I think to, to really, uh, I don't know, as you start this tournament, you know, it'll be a nice little, I guess, glass of water to the face, uh, being able to play these guys and, and how up-tempo they are and, and just how much they pressure. So uh, we're excited, obviously a different position than we were in last year, but the same, you know, we have the same mindset. We have the same goals of, of just kind of taking it one game at a time and, hey, we'll check this box, and then we move on to the next one. You can't think about this as like a all-encompassing thing right out of the gates. Like you can't, you, this, this tournament is so imperative to, to stay in the present. As we've uh, saw last spring as well, I mean, single elimination tournaments uh, don't care about where you ranked and uh, all of that it just takes one bad day. Uh, but Mike, good luck, man. I, I know uh, fans are going to show up for this thing. And if fans are thinking about tickets, just go to the tournament.com. You can find the tickets, the Illinois regional there. And I'm sure you can walk up and get tickets at Peoria as well. But uh, before I let you go, Mike, and I know you're so busy, but uh, I know a lot of fans want to know your thoughts. Kofi Coburn, coming back, man, um, changes a lot of things for Brad Underwood in 21, 22. To say the least, uh, what an incredible offseason. And, you know, in, in, in classic Illinois fashion, like we'll figure out a way to be on top here at the end. Uh, Kofi coming back is, is so big. I think I might have tweeted it or something, but it truly speaks volumes. It does about the program. Um, Coach Underwood and his staff the players, because I promise you, I mean, if, if those aren't were, if, if all of those things weren't in line and, and, you know, the well, well machine that they are, I don't know if he's coming back. Like I, I really, I really don't. Maybe he tries to go elsewhere or do something, but the culture that Illinois has put in place and it's just, it's so fun to see. And it's so, it's so incredible yeah. to see kind of what they've been able to build in, in this five year, four or five year period. And, and it's going to, you know, I think it's going to shoot them up the, up the big 10 ladder there. I, I was still of the belief that even without Kofi, like this was, this was a tournament team. I think we, it's really easy for people to get sucked into the here and now where it's like, is it Kofi? Is it not Kofi? If we don't have Kofi sky's falling, but you just, you know, you just added back a, a preseason potential player of the year, a preseason for sure. First team, all American. Uh, and you, and that's not, that's not common. I mean, typically first team all Americans, they're, they're typically gone. Um, but in Kofi's case, I mean, I think he has a chance that not only just from a basketball standpoint to cement his legacy at Illinois, but you know, now I, I can, I can say this, I can say this on the air, like 
he's going to make a little bit of money too. Um, so, you know, there's, there's that, that's obviously an upside. I mean, as much as the Dawson Garcia thing, you know, was, was the downside of NIL, you know, Kofi was the upside. And I think if you ask any Illini fan, it's like, yeah, we'll take that. Um, it feels like for once, Mike, NIL came, came to help you, like kind of like last year, I think I was gone if the pandemic happened. So it's weird that those two things are, are maybe helping Illinois basketball a little bit. You hate to think about that way, but I think it is. Um, but also like you, you mentioned the word culture and that, that's a big word people throw around. Every coach throws it around, but I think you mentioned it with your team, right? Like Mike Dom had fun last year. Winning's a part of that, but it does matter. Those things do matter. And Kofi today with us, when he talked, talked a lot about legacy talked a lot about the fans um, and while he's not coming back unless he's making money uh, and maybe other schools and maybe if Kentucky wanted him a little bit more, maybe he ends up there, but uh, all those things end up mattering. And, and you're right. He's comfortable here. Jeff Alexander played a big role in it. Brad Underwood played a big role in it. So yeah, if those things aren't in place, uh, maybe he's playing for somebody else this year. Yeah. And I, I think you mentioned, you mentioned culture and I'll even just, tie it back into what we're doing this weekend. I mean, when you have the, when you have the entire Illinois men's basketball team coming down to support you in Peoria, like that's culture. Like that's, that's a program. That's guys that want to be together and we'll just, Hey, you know, it's not just one guy going. Like if one of us goes, we all go because we want to be there. And like that, I'm telling you, like not every team is like that. Jeremy, like we talked about that earlier in February and kind of ended up coming to fruition after the season. But, um, but this, this team and kind of what they're able to accomplish, you got Curbelo taking another step forward this year. Um, you know, he, he should be right in line there to be, to be all league without question. Uh, you know, Trent is about as experienced as it gets. DeMonte, the same thing. I mean, this team is so deep. Uh, I think I saw, I don't know if it was Andy Katz the other day saying that like depth was their issue. Uh, they certainly have depth, but I will say, I mean, depth, depth can be an issue, even if you have it, because now you're trying to figure out the eight, you know, you have eight, nine, ten, the eighth, nine, eighth, ninth, tenth guy on your team this year for Illinois are really good players. And all of those players have certain expectations for themselves. And how do you manage that? How do you man like how do you keep guys bought in? Right. And and I think that's that's the challenge. When you have, you know, six, seven guys that are no-brainer gonna play, and then after that, like it's a little bit easier. And and then now, you know, that's that's kind of the the price of having a really successful program, like these things happen. You have really good players that aren't going to play as much as they expect. And if, you know, I'm telling you, it takes one guy to, to kind of spread that throughout the, the misery loves company. And, and if you're, if your ninth, 10th guy isn't happy, you know, you need to find ways. And that's, that's on the players, you know, the, that to make sure that everybody's staying engaged and feeling a part of it. And that whether you're playing, you know, eight minutes or playing 32 minutes that, you know, you're, you know, you're as, as big a part of this as anybody else. That's the big boy problems, right? Like, and right. I, I think Gonzaga has dealt with that extremely well. Um, other programs might have a year where it, where it doesn't work out too well. So, yeah, I mean, you had Omar Payton thinking he was going to be a starting center in the Big Ten. You got three freshmen coming in thinking they can make an immediate impact. And, um, you know, Coleman Hawkins maybe thinking he's going to be a starter. So now you got that competition level, which yeah. can be great. Um, but also, as you said, you've been a part of it. Like, you, 
it can go the other way. But Mike, I, I won't take up any of your time, man. I appreciate it. Uh, good luck this week. Hope to see all the Illini fans out there supporting you guys. But uh, congratulations on getting to here, man. Like, I know you still got stuff to do, but uh, just getting to this point where everybody's showing up in Peoria with fans coming in a few days. Congratulations, man. I know you put a lot of work into it. Yeah, I appreciate it, man. Let's, let's talk some more Illini hoops during the season. We'll do. All right, man. Great stuff from Michael Tulip. And yeah, check out thetournament.com if you want to go and, and support these guys. And it's going to be really cool to watch this. We will be covering it for Illini Inquirer. I know Joey Wagner, Derek Piper will be heading over there uh, at certain points during this tournament. And, and hopefully they go far, man. It's going to be cool to see Brandon Paul, Rafonte Rice, you know, all these guys kind of suit up for Orange and Blue again, not not to mention uh, Demetri McCamey, who's you know, had some of the best stats uh, as a point guard here at the University of Illinois uh, and made a couple NCAA tournaments as well. And then Mike Daum and Loudon Love. I think it's a good roster they put together. You add some pieces like Nana Egwu comes back from last year and Mike Thompson, Juice Thompson from Northwestern. And this team's got a pretty good chance. And hopefully, hopefully, Andres Felice uh, can find his way back to the States and play for this team because I love watching him. I know you guys love watching him. So hopefully he can find his way back. All right. Thank you for listening to the Illini Inquirer podcast. Appreciate Michael Tua for filling us in on the TBT team. We'll have more coming up on the podcast. Big 10 Media Days. Joey Wagner and I are heading out to Indianapolis early on Thursday morning to see Brett Bielma take the podium. And we'll have more intimate access with Brett Bielma and some of the players that, that will be representing Illinois. Owen Carney, Doug Kramer, um, as well as Vidarian Lowe. We all know that story uh, is really, really good. So we'll have the latest from there at Illini Inquirer. Check it all out. And if you want to go VIP at just $1 for your first month, we got plenty of Kofi Coburn and Brad Underwood and a lot of basketball um, content coming up with everything we talked with them about today for more than an hour. So keep tuned to Illini Inquirer and the Illini Inquirer podcast for all of that. Everybody have a great day. Take care of each other. We'll talk to you next time on the Illini Inquirer podcast. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can waste another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can conquer it. I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. Any road. The steeper, the better. Because my all-new Santa Fe is available with H-Track all-wheel drive, so I can hit the trail without a worry in the world. Heck, with three rows and best-in-class rear cargo space, I can pack the whole family in with all our gear. We've got available dual wireless charging for our phones, so we'll never lose touch with civilization, and we won't lose touch with the primordial power of Mother Earth. So which is it? Waste the weekend or do something a little more epic? And conquer it in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai. There's joy in every journey.